Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got two guests sitting on our couch today. It is a Saturday night. I'm tired as shit. I'm, I feel like I say that lately a lot. You do. I just did eight hours of teaching athletic taping to physios, RMTs, strength and condition coaches, and one dude flew in from Nova Scotia for this course. You're my hero. He's pretty cool. He actually got a really cheap flight. I don't know what the app is. Swoop. You guys swoop. are here. Swoop. Yep. I've never heard of this. What the he hell? Got, he got, a, he got, he got a, round, a round trip flight from Nova Scotia to Hamilton for under a hundred bucks. What? Stop it. Yep. I'm telling you. Wow. We're, we need to learn these things. <laughs> I think that I probably overpay for most things I buy because I don't, I don't know these apps. I don't know, like, I don't coupon. I don't understand anything. I just go to a place. I see what I want and I pay full price. Somebody needs to teach me. This swoop is very, <laughs> fairly new. All right. I'll learn. Anyway, hey, everyone. It's Amanda. And we have two people here with us today, Elsie and Julie, who are both massage therapists as well in Ontario. Um, I'll let them tell you where they're from because we got more people here from the country and I don't even know <laughs> where they're from. <laughs> but they are here in the GTA because uh, for some education, which again, I'll let them talk to you about. And the two of them reached out to me because they they wanted to talk about matrix repatterning, which was exciting for me because, as I mentioned to them off mic, I'm probably the biggest skeptic when it comes to matrix repatterning because anytime it's ever been explained to me, it makes no fucking sense. But <laughs> I bet you guys can make it make some sense to me, can't you? Gonna try. All right. <laughs> you guys can, you know, rock, paper, scissors, who goes first? But why don't you introduce yourselves? How long you've been practicing? What you do? Arm wrestle. Forget rock, paper. <laughs> Arm wrestle. My name is Julie and I live in Perry Sound. Uh, I've been a massage therapist for 19 years um, and I've been a matrix through patterning practitioner for 10 years. So I'm just starting to do a little bit of assisting teaching sometimes um, with Dr. Roth and it's been the reason I I wanted to try matrix repatterning. Uh, I took a course in um, hot stone therapy and they were doing some scar tissue work. Um, and uh, the guy that was teaching the course did the scar tissue work on me. And I'm like, what is that? And he says, it's, it's a combination of using the stones with matrix repatterning. And I'm like, I need to know about this. And it made a huge difference in my life. Um, and so I needed to be able to help my clients. And I was bored of doing the traditional, you know, upper trap, elevator scap, um, scaling work every day of my life. So I needed a change that was interesting and made my brain work. So that's kind of how I got into it. Cool, cool. Yeah, my name is Elsie. I'm from Leamington, Ontario. Where's Leamington? I gotta okay. know. You know Point Peely National Park? Or yeah, yeah, the most southern tip of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you're looking at Windsor, that's actually right across the border from Detroit, but we'd come further south. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Closer I used a personal trainer dude that would go there all the time to do bird watching. Bird watching is huge. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a massage therapist uh, for 10 years now practicing matrix for seven. So starting massage therapy was fantastic for me. Going to an awesome school in Ottawa. They had been in the massage business for over 28 years. So I thought I really had a good education. I thought I had the Bible of all treatments, you know, and I start treating within my first year, people are coming back with the same problems. And I realized we don't always have that question. We're not always concerned about it. We're kind of satisfied with maintenance. But eventually, I don't know how it happened, but it just, in my mind, I just started asking I'm not, there has to be more. What else is there? We get healed from cuts. We get healed from broken bones. Why don't we get healed from aches and pains? Why do we have to keep coming back? I took a bunch of different courses, 
Rolfing, not rolfing, um, deep esalen tissue, joint mobilization. But deep esalen, two days of awesome, it's almost like rolfing, and felt really good after two days. Go home, the next day, everything was back exactly where it was, and I wasn't satisfied. So I just, I found this in the massage journal and tried this the seminar, and within 15 seconds, my bone changed an inch. So that really convinced me that there's something different about this. Your bone changed an inch. See, I'm already getting skeptical. What <laughs> are know. you talking about? <laughs> I thought that'd be a good line to keep going here. <laughs> oh my God. You guys should see my face right now. I'm like, what the hell are we? What are you talking about? Is this witchcraft? I What's going so. on? <laughs> I thought so. I tried really hard to make sure it wasn't. <laughs> All right. Before we start and let them talk about it, like, what is your knowledge of matrix repatterning, Mark? Uh, not too much. I'm familiar with your instructor because I have seen him all over the place. Other than that, not too much, to be honest with you. Every time he's been around giving a talk somewhere, whether it's at a con- it's been at conferences, I've always been doing something else. So I've never had a chance to sit in and listen. So I really don't know too much. Yeah, you guys are really going to be educating us today. Like mm-hmm. we know nothing. Why don't we start with the most basic question? If I was a potential client... And I came to you and said, what does this mean? What is matrix repatterning? How do you answer that question? It's a whole new paradigm in understanding the body. It's believing that your body is actually doing something good versus believing that it's doing everything wrong and you have to force it to do what you think it should do. You see the question mark? Yes, I do. (laughs) (laughs) This is why it's a whole new paradigm in understanding how the body actually behaves and why it's so difficult to understand because we don't grow up with this kind of understanding. So for example, as a massage therapist, you're taught We teach people that your muscles are doing something wrong, your fascia is doing something wrong. If it's tight, it's bad. If you have pain, it's bad. Chiropractors say your joints are doing something wrong. Uh, Doctors say pain and inflammation are bad. Yet even the simplest, the medical definition of inflammation is it's a healing agent. Which I think more people are accepting that now. Yeah, Um, that one's more common. Yeah, I mean, I know that most naturopathic doctors really promote that and make sure that their patients understand inflammation is necessary for healing. And Mm. I think massage therapists are starting to think that way as well, if they weren't already. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely becoming more common. Mm -hmm. And so here, the big question, if our body is doing something right and a muscle is tight, why is that a good thing? And if a joint is actually, as chiropractors say, misaligned, why is that a good thing? So we start asking the question differently. So hmm, can I just get into the whole spiel thing you can yeah (laughs) teach me teach me elsie i have no idea i want to learn all right all right our bodies as everybody know is over 70 percent water Mm -hmm. what is the reaction of water when it gets hit it literally expands outwards right so take a a barrel underneath a bridge or a bunch of barrels they're all filled with water so when the car comes driving through and hits the barrels the water literally spills out as it's absorbing that impact. So what happens in our bodies when that same impact happens? 70% water over probably. Your cellular structures that are housing this water are literally expanding as that water absorbs impact. There's a lot of scientific stuff behind that, but that's just the... I'm following you so far. Awesome. I'm following. Good. <laughs> So literally our bone and our fluid filled organs, they house the most water. They're the most dense structures. And like we heard, I heard it today, George said, for example, the skull, if you were to look inside the skull bone, the density of certain pockets, if we didn't have the density in that bone, our brains would get way more damaged. But the bone's ability to be able to expand without the brain getting hurt as much 
is a protective mechanism. It's There's so much in our bodies that are there to keep us alive. Literally, anytime we ever get hit, you fall, you get hit in the head, what do you see? You see a goose egg. That's literally the bone that just exploded. It tries to come back to a normal shape, but it's not the same shape as what it used to be. So when you start looking at people from now on, look at their heads, look at their faces. You're going to start to see maybe their eye is pushed back a little bit further into the head. Maybe they got big lumps, flattened spots, protuberances that shouldn't exist. (laughs) Um, All of that, or even one shoulder blade is larger than the other. Or if you look at their rib cage, one side might actually be larger than the other side. Asymmetry is not normal. Symmetry is normal. So that's literally what's happening to the body. Your bone and your fluid-filled organs are literally getting larger with impact. They try to come back to a normal shape, but they're not the same as what they used to be. So take, for example, muscle, ligaments, fascia, uh, tendons, they're not capable. They don't have nearly as much density as those main structures do. They're not capable of absorbing that same amount of impact. So what we're finding is when the bone itself literally changes shape, all those tiny little holes within bone, they're also getting smaller. So your nerves now don't nearly have as much room as they used to have. So your body's first, that's just one example of how your body's protecting itself. So with not nearly as much movement as you used to have, um, the body recognizes it. Fascia is a communication system. It's not just something to rip and tear apart. It communicates that, hey, guess what? We just broke an ankle. It communicates that tension change and shifts you to the other side to help you um, heal, but to also keep your core alive. So whiplash, for example, it's first vertebrae, C1, C2, one or the other side or even both. They're literally exploding, changing shape. And now you don't have as much room to move your head. You know how in massage therapy they talk about bony blocks, right? Mm -hmm. The bone's too big. So as much as you want to push that bone back into place, you can't. It doesn't fit. If you were to actually look at x-rays with this in mind, that to look at how should a normal C1, C2 look like, and then compare it to what you've actually seen in the x-ray. So looking at the shape change, bones literally look larger, not as dense anymore. And that's the evidence we're starting to look at. And so as much as you want to push it back, it doesn't fit. I'm starting to lose my train of thought. You got a question so far? <laughs> <laughs> I have so many questions. Okay, well, go for one, it. I, I would just make a comment on uh, fascia fascinates me. So mm-hmm. I'm glad we're talking about that. Um, when it comes to matrix repatterning, then you were kind of getting there as to how your fascia, your ligaments, your tendons, muscle, like that doesn't behave the same way as bones or organs. So aside from what you were saying about fascia being a communication system, what what are you doing to affect the muscles, the fascia, when you're doing your treatments using matrix repatterning? We have an example of an x-ray before and after six treatments. So literally you can see the bone, It's the whole knee itself looks like it's swollen. It's larger than what it should be. It's crooked. The fibula has been pushed to the back and then after six treatments, it's like it's deflated. The bone is straighter, like the femur and the tibia line up better. The joint line looks straight. The fibula has come back to the front. When you change the shape of the bony structure, muscles can finally relax. So literally what's happening, that shape change, it's not normal to, for that bone to take up so much space. So now everything is strained in certain patterns. And for your body to be able to keep you alive as long as possible, that one injury to the one knee, for example, is going to shift everything from head to toe. 
and how your body holds your posture to keep you alive. So that's one foundation. Your body is designed to serve you, to keep you alive as long as possible. Well, I mean, that makes sense to me. And I explain, it's, it's sort of how I explain things to my clients. You know, when clients want you to chase the pain, right? They come in, this hurts, and you're working over here. And they're like, no, 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 I said, this hurts. And then you have to explain, well, because you injured yourself here, then you're shifted here. Now this is tight over here. And, you know, I I always explain to people, do you ever see somebody after an injury walking like in a complete C shape? No, because your body has made all of these teeny tiny adjustments. So you still look like a normal human being. It's these small little things. So that I understand. Exactly that. So are you telling me that what you guys do is you're mainly working on changing the shape of bones? Yep. Is this what I'm getting? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So I'm following. Mm-hmm. And organs. And All right. So um, excuse my language, but how the fuck are you doing that? <laughs> This sounds so like, I mean, it sounds cool, but so crazy to me. Like, I I just want, I want to understand it. How are you doing that? If you ever want to jump in, Julie, you go ahead. (laughs) Julie looks like she's so beat after. (laughs) We've also been in an, in, yeah, an eight hour course and and I'm a little bit fried, but um, I will say, you know, when you have an impact injury, so you fall on the ground and you land on your knee first reaction that you have, what's the first thing that you do? Grab your knee. Grab your knee. Grab your knee. Grab your knee. (laughs) So we don't grab it and like push and push and push and push as hard as we can. It's a fairly gentle grab, right? And the reason for that is that um, as massage therapists, we know that, um, you know, uh, pain receptors travel very, very quickly, right? So that message is getting from our knee to our brain very quickly that this hurts, put your hand on it, take it away. Why does that work? It works because touch receptors are longer lasting and they get to the brain and then the brain is aware of them longer, right? That is the containment pressure that we use as matrix through patterning practitioners. So we're not forcing it, right? So you've had this injury, this impact injury. It's cause the kinetic energy has come into your body and it gets trapped, right? So that trapping is allowing for that expansion of the bone, um, the, the organs, all of that stuff. It also leaves an electrical fingerprint there. That's what we're able to detect is what's going on electrically because um, we're electric beings, right? We have a, a pulse that comes from our heart, which is electrical. All of our brain synapses are electrical, right? And so when you've got this disturbance in the molecular structure of our body, it leaves this electrical fingerprint. So something's not right there, right? And so the molecules, as there's more of them with the kinetic energy being increased in the in the system, they, they get trapped, they get stuck, they're not moving. So what we're able to do is detect where that is using manual testing um, and prioritize where we're supposed to be based on a hierarchy as well as what the body is responding to us. So we use the rib cage often as a testing um spot that we use because there's there's a lot of feedback from the rib cage that we can that we can get. And um so when we detect that there's something going on and we're, we're actually treating that area, then you can often feel an exothermic reaction. So that your hands get hot. The reason for that is um, 
like the actual area that you're treating gets warm. Um, and the reason for that is that you're actually starting to get those molecules moving again and they've got to go somewhere and they want to be released. So it's a it's a heat reaction that's released into um, out of our bodies, normalizing what's going on in our system. Is that helping or is that making it even more confusing? How do you feel? <laughs> Honestly, I have no no offense. No, I have no. no idea what any of you guys are fucking talking about. Right <laughs> it's, it's it's okay. difficult, and I'm not a dumb guy. Well, and that's what I mean is I I know that this is something that a lot of therapists practice, and like mm-hmm. Mark said, as a therapist, of course we've heard of it, but nobody has ever made it made se- make sense to me. You guys are the first ones that are getting there. I'm, <laughs> I'm somewhat following. I'm still not quite sure what a treatment looks like like that's something mm-hmm. i think i'm trying to visualize maybe you guys were getting there i'm trying to understand what this looks like almost mm-hmm. there okay elsie take it away <laughs> here's a picture of what she's trying to say um your coffee cup can okay. i borrow your coffee cup for a sec all right i don't normally oh, wait, it has lots coffee. of coffee in there it right? does have lots of coffee let me just grab this water <laughs> bottle here so it takes a lot more effort for your body to get injured than it does to help it get better. So imagine this water bottle, and I guess- Can we pause? What do you mean by that? I think I need to- Yeah, yeah, sure. I think I need to interject. Anytime I hear something that I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. What do, you, what do you mean by that? What do you mean that it takes more energy for our body to injure, to get injured than to heal itself? I don't know what that means. Watch. Okay. Imagine who's ever listening to this water bottle. Yep. You can, it has a structure. It's pre-designed with this structure, like okay. an elastic. Okay. Okay. You stretch the elastic out, it wants to come back to its normal shape. Because it's elastic and it recoils. Okay. Right. So plastic bottle, you can bump it a little bit and it'll always go back to its normal shape because that's how it's designed to be in this shape. Our human body is designed to be in a certain shape. It has its own pattern in everything. You hit it hard enough. Well, this one needs a little air here. <laughs> Okay, so you hit it hard enough and it's going to stay in that dented form. Okay. But when you find the right angle of injury, it'll pop back into place. And it's only a very gentle touch and it just pops back into place. So like an elastic band, you give it that release and it will come back to its normal shape. So our bodies are designed with a pattern. Injury just causes it to lose that pattern. And all you have to do is invite it and it will come back to its normal shape. So are we saying any type of injury? That was a question I was going to right? ask. Because we're talking a lot about impact. Impact, contusions. Like if, if, if we're talking about a muscle strain, I've got tearing of fibers. I, I want to follow this. Yeah. So there's a few things happening there. When a muscle gets pulled further than what it should be. Remember Golgi tendon organ? Yes. Muscle spindle? Yes. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what happens is when the muscle is being threatened of being pulled too far, yes. they release fast. Um, at the same time, if they are being really pulled too hard, they will um, pull on the bone. And the bone itself is also receiving this stress in itself. Okay. Well, that is one of the purposes of your deeper layer of fascia is to withstand the mechanical forces. So when you take a look at 
if we can, okay, I know it's not possible. If you can isolate biceps brachii, for example, so your biceps brachii works at your elbow in a third class lever, which has a very low mechanical advantage. You guys remember all this physics stuff, right? So if it's working at a very low mechanical advantage, it, but really? yes, I remember. It. Okay, <laughs> if it's if it's working at a very low mechanical advantage, the amount of force that the muscle needs to exert to resist, even just hold my arm in space, is significantly more force than the weight of my limb against gravity, right? That being said, if I was to hold a five pound dumbbell in my hand, for example, and you were to isolate my biceps, it's not possible, but if you were to isolate my biceps and look at it in this lever system and kind of resolve the vector for it, you're going to realize the biceps exerts like 40, 50 pounds of force just to hold a five pound dumbbell, right? So what if I'm holding a 80 pound dumbbell? What if I'm holding half of a couch? What if I'm holding a, 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 a piano in my hands? My biceps are going to be exerting hundreds of pounds of force. And that's kind of the purpose of the deeper layer of fascia is to withstand these forces so it doesn't do things like pull and tear at the bone. Because if I was to keep, if I was to have that same amount of force being exerted against the bone, it would cause the bone to break. It would cause the bone to shatter. But it doesn't. I can hold a 300 pound thing in my hand and not have that damage happen at the bone because of the fascial tissue. It's kind of like a giraffe. <laughs> what the? I'm listening so to I'm you talk and I'm trying to understand put this all together here. How does a giraffe his body is so small and his head is so long, his neck is so big, he's able to come back down and lift himself back up. We have to get rid of the lever system. It doesn't exist in the body. Now I'm completely, uh, I'm completely lost. You don't remember George saying that? No, I do not remember. Oh, he George very, <laughs> he said, Elsie, drop the levers. Because I was trying to figure out certain things. You will never have one system work on its uh, on itself on its own without everything else. I, I oh, well, that, I'm, yeah, I'm in full agreement with that. Yeah. The fascial system last year, part of the interstitium, they are calling it. They want to call it an organ. Okay, it works. To serve a purpose. And so instead of using the word withstand, okay, you know, if you know, it doesn't make sense what I'm saying by the end of this, ask a question, okay? Okay. Um, the body collects instead of withstands. So using every force it's capable of, instead of using, let's say you're talking about stretching out your arms and trying to lift up a book, it's not going to work. Your arms have to be like this and you're much stronger to be able to lift up that book. Book? <laughs> That's a heavy book. Yeah, it's a heavy book. <laughs> you know what? I think I'm getting lost here. I think to simplify it, if I'm following yeah. everybody, yeah, I is need to follow. As, because as you guys said, what you are mainly focused on are the, the components of our body that are going to be changing shape because of the water. So you're talking bones and organs primarily. primarily. And so you know, when he was bringing up this idea of a strain and you're saying, well, if there's a strain, then there has been some change to the bone. But what his question is, is, but isn't that the purpose of that deepest layer of fascia? Is it actually affecting the bone? Is there mm. evidence that yes. it's actually affecting the bone when yep. you have even, let's say like, you know, a minor strain? So I guess that's where I was trying to go. That, yeah. And that's, I mean, that is sort of where, what I was thinking as well is if there's no impact, like if there's a different type of injury, is this type of therapy effective and how is it effective? When you have previously existing injuries, even as a baby falling out of a high chair, that stuff is still there. Those fingerprints of injury are still there. So when you're 15 years old, and you've had a pretty good 
couple falls off your BMX bike or skateboarding or whatever it is, hits to the head, you have, your body is now already in a compromised position. So when you don't have a fall and you're lifting something and you strain yourself, it's not because that action in itself created the injury. What it is, your body's already in a compromised posture, trying to do what you want it to do, and it was vulnerable to a strain injury. I think the problem is, is that you and I are kinesiologists. And so we look at the body in a very mechanical type of way. And they're asking us to throw that idea out the window, which has been ingrained in us for so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're talking about New paradigm. And my, my assumption is that your treatments are not specific. So for example, Mark is a very specific type of therapist, somebody will come to him, because they have a strain, because they've sprained something, because they have a tendonitis, and he will get to work, and he will have great success, and they will leave like jumping to the roof because they're so happy. You're talking about a type of therapy that's looking at the entire body and fixing these minor microscopic little changes that have happened over our lifetime to make the person function better as a whole. So these are like very different type of therapeutic approaches. And I think you're going to have a really hard time wrapping your head around this because you're a kin. Okay. So today, for example, we spend a lot of time focusing on them the skull, the head. Um, Imagine smacking your head in the front. It's now that explosion happens. It gets absorbed into the whole head and that explosion happens, let's say out the back. Look at all this pressure now you have on the brain. I'm going to give you a little example. I was treating a little eight-month-old baby this summer. Um, It looked like the falks had been wrenched to the front. So his forehead was a triangle and there was a huge dent in the back. They thought he had cerebral palsy. His right side wasn't moving well at all, very tight. And going for massage, they would help loosen it up, but it would go right back tight again. So what happens is this type of injury, we don't even know where it came from. He didn't have an impact injury when he was born. There was no forceps. There was nothing. He was just born this way. So fascial restrictions can also begin in the womb. So what happened with him, I get kind of confident with this one. She's telling me all these detrimental things. these really sad diagnoses from the doctors, cerebral palsy, his bones fuse too quickly. And I'm just starting to laugh. I'm like, hey, watch this. (laughs) I hold the baby's head and literally it just melted back into about 90% of its normal shape the way a head should be. And guess what? Now he's moving his right side. And did it stay that way? It stayed that way. It stayed that way. That's the point of this. So where's this magic coming from? Just understanding the body, how it actually behaves in injury. So specifically in, in, or do you think anybody could benefit from this because everyone's had traumas at some point? Everybody, yeah. And it it is, it's like looking at the body as one continuous piece of fabric, right? So you do, you have to get rid of the fact that we have, you know, a muscular system working as a muscular system and a fascial system working as a fascial system. It's all working together, right? I agree with that. So when you have, when you look at like take your sweater and you've got, you know, you pull out your sweater and there's a pull, that pull has lines going all over the place, right? So that, this is more where my fingers are pulling out my sweater. That's the injury cause, right? That's the cause of the injury. And the symptoms are coming from all over the place, right? From that originating spot. When you can 
when you can detect where that is, which with matrix repatterning, we can do that, and then you release the cause, you don't really care about the symptoms anymore. Okay. And so you're you're creating a normalization in the in the body at that point, right? You're getting rid of that. And it's like an onion layer. So you start as an infant and maybe you've had a traumatic birth. Maybe you've had a normal birth, right? Um, maybe your mom drops you on your head. Maybe right? We don't talk about those things as mothers. But <laughs> <laughs> So it's you okay. Have, Everyone yeah. in this room has kids, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so you know you've had, um, you know, the baby smacks his head against your chin, right? Which everybody loves that moment. You love your child so much, um, but that child has now had an impact injury to the back of their head. You care more about your chin at the moment, but they've also hurt their head, right? Like you, you don't realize even how many injuries we've had over our lifetime. And it's like an onion layer effect that we're, you get rid of the biggest picture at the, like the biggest primary restriction at the moment. And then you, then another one appears and another one appears and another one appears. So yes, anybody can benefit from this. It's not just injuries, um, impact injuries that we're talking about that, you know, I've been in a motor vehicle collision or I've, you know, fallen on the ice. People who come in for like they've got a tendonitis in their elbow, it's like yeah, I can absolutely help that. And often, you know, it's it's gone within the one treatment um, because we're able to normalize that area and um, get rid of that. Okay, this stuff I all get because yeah. this is all like theoretical stuff, which mm-hmm. makes all sense. Yeah. The part where I get lost is what do you what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like what are you doing? What type of tissue are you having an impact on or attempting to have an impact on or whatever the case mm-hmm. is like i want to know what you do all tissues okay everything. so yeah so like, even your heart okay how it functions but then like so tell me how? what you guys do okay because i don't get that that's the part that i'm lost on i understand <laughs> everything else because none of that is new right? right that is all just old news so what are you doing that other people aren't can i explain it to you while i show you on your arm sure yeah. <laughs> it's a little easier to show it and explain it. sure just yeah okay what okay do you need? so first of all our bodies want to be soft okay okay being soft is normal pliable kids roll back pretty quickly after they get hurt mm-hmm. right that's normal as we begin to get injured your body begins to be more stiff so first of all we will always start with a neutral indicator sure this neutral indicator can be anywhere Julie was mentioning the rib cage. We'll often use a rib cage. Okay. I can use your muscle right here. Sure. A lot of people know it as muscle testing. Mm-hmm. We're using it a little bit differently. So here, I squeeze. I just squeeze just to see how firm it is. Okay. My hand, or normally we have magnets that we use now, we'll just put it over other areas that could. We just we do a global scan of the body to see where you have these injuries. So when I put my hand over an injury, it's literally helping to normalize that injury and you actually get softer if there is an injury. So you have a pretty good injury to your wrist, actually. This okay. is really obvious. So you notice how firm it is for me to, to squeeze the muscle in your forearm? Okay, I'm just gonna put my hand over your wrist. You see how much easier it becomes? Uh, or is it hard to that? tell? I'll I'll take Hard your word tell. for it because it's no, a no, pal- no, no. You if, have to feel it. What's that? Well, you're palpating the the tone of 
my muscular tissue right now. Yeah, yeah. So all I'm feeling is you're compressing into my tissue. I don't feel gotcha. anything differently. It's it's not like the muscular tissue that I'm uh, that you're compressing is causing me any pain or discomfort. So I don't feel any changes. You might feel palpable changes, which I think that's what you're suggesting. But me personally, right now, I well, I'm just trying to show you how we find the in, okay, yeah, how we sure. find an actually injured area. Okay, so I mean, what you should notice is the tone change. We also do all kinds of other demonstrative changes to prove to people how this actually helps. So, for example, let's use your shoulder While here. While she's doing that, we also, like, we test using neurological testing, muscle testing, all of that stuff. Record all of that range motion testing so that we're... we're we're starting with a baseline that's that's a normal baseline that all massage therapists can um, uh, physiotherapists chiropractors we're all familiar with and so we have that baseline then we do our treatment and we retest so that we're getting um, re we're getting results that we can prove that we've had a, res a change in in range motion or a change in uh, neurological testing or a change in um, yeah those are the two main ones that we that we would uh, notice, but also the 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 shape of somebody's face. If we've worked on their face, can change um, the shape of their head, that sort of thing. Then, and, and people can actually feel like if you feel on your head, and you can feel like you know there's a huge bump here, or there's a huge uh, depression here. We can you can feel the change when that happens. What Elsie I think is trying to well, what she's trying to demonstrate to you is. Um, how we would go about knowing that this is one of the areas that's showing up as a primary restriction or an area that has been injured in some sort, right? Okay. Yeah. So the first test is called an electrical test. This one, um, once I find an area that's actually injured, then I will mechanically test, I'll put pressure on it to find out which direction the bone actually changed because bone always grows perpendicular to the injury, to the hit. Once we find the actual direction that responds to wanting to be better, we use this direction and actually treat it in that direction. So instead of pulling things apart, we're actually containing the area and the bone, it releases the trapped energy and the bone literally just deflates. It's like that elastic band coming back to its normal shape. <laughs> <laughs> I see your face, Amanda. <laughs> I'm trying so hard because like Mark, everything that you two are saying, I agree with you. Like when it, it comes sense, to right? the way the body works, it's really hard for us to wrap our heads around the assessment and the treatment. Because again, you're talking about these cellular level changes that it's not, it's not nothing like we've ever learned before. I'm right. finding that that's the only part of matrix repatterning that I just, I don't understand. And I assume you guys can probably tell me that there's some pretty solid research to, to back this up. Yes. Mm -hmm. Were either of you skeptical when you got into this? Were you mm -hmm. like, what the hell? Okay. Oh, yeah. Like, were you like skeptical. me right now? Like, yes. uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So tell me what changed your mind? I think one of you mentioned at the beginning, and I'm forgetting who, that you you saw it affect yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. You see a bone change. We had calipers to measure from beginning till treatment, 15, 20 seconds later. The bone just literally went. <laughs> so the way your treatments look, though, like what you were doing on Mark's forearm, like when you're working with your patients, it seems very gentle it almost oh, seems like you're hugely gentle. so would you compare it just for me to understand would you compare it to the type of treatment like something like craniosacral therapy no yes 
No, yes. <laughs> We're in trouble, guys. <laughs> that was from the same person. <laughs> so yes, it is similar to cranial sacral. I don't it's, mean in I don't mean in concept. Yeah, I mean more in, in the fact in that it, you're it almost feels to the patient like you're not doing much. It feels that it's a very small change. But I know I know people who've gone for cranial sacral and they're like, oh my God. Like even though it didn't feel like the therapist was doing much, they felt immediate changes. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's sort of what these treatments are like? Similar. Similar to that. Similar to osteopathic treatments. Same same situation, right? You don't feel like there's a whole lot of hand movement going on or anything like that. We're, we're like massage therapists, we go through, you know, you go to the muscle tissue and you feel that barrier, right? And oftentimes we're going through that barrier to get an actual, like, I know I've, I've used when I was having a massage and, and they weren't using very much pressure. It's like, can you engage the tissue, right? Mm. So we all understand those words to engage the tissue. Well, there's a barrier that we normally have that's tension, right? So you can go through that barrier and press harder to get more of a reaction. You're increasing circulation, all of that stuff. But with matrix repatterning, you're, you're working with the barrier. You're not going through it. You're not just barely you're not you know you have to engage the barrier does that help at all or does that well like I said the concept I understand I think it's more understanding like I said what the treatments look like Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how it really works like if you're using a very light pressure as you were doing holding on to Mark's wrist and using this light pressure and then you said okay and look at how much um, easier it is when I'm I'm compressing in this tissue in your forearm how does your light touch on this injury in his wrist how does it affect change I, other yeah, than I other than like neuromodulation yeah like what does the research say how it's affecting i i know it sounds like i'm like interrogating you i'm really it's not okay. i no, truly no, no. do want to understand please, please don't take it that <laughs> yeah, way i just don't know oh no yeah. i, I want to know <laughs> yeah i want to understand like how would this i assume the pressure was pretty light that she was applying on your wrist yes yeah. but it felt comfortable right yeah well light just pressure comfortable. feels yeah, yeah. comfortable so how does that affect this like great change that is happening with your patients it's believing that the body is has a purpose it's believing that it has a pattern it's believing that um it has to be invited to fix itself so imagine food you give yourself trash all the time what are you going to get Okay. But again, like theoretically, I understand like, that. So what I'm looking for is the connection, like put it together for me, dot the lines for me. What is happening when you are doing this? See, and I don't think that you need to believe. I don't think you need to believe to actually have it work either, right? Okay. Because well, I've had skeptics. Respond yeah, better than people. I've had skeptics <laughs> completely like in my office and the, this is not going to work, right? So what it is, is it's showing the person that this is actually working. So we're doing, you know, um, if we find an area that is really tight, like you can test on your scalings and you can test like one side or the other and you can feel, okay, this, like on me right now, my left scaling is tighter than my right scaling, okay. right? So I have, um, I have an, uh, a bony, um, protuberance happening on my the right side of my head, right? So I might take my hand and put it on the right side of my head and then test on the the scalings to see. I haven't even applied pressure, like a treatment to that area. I'm just actually normalizing the increased kinetic energy in that area. Okay. Okay. 
So I'm normalizing that and the whole body. So my scalings have have relaxed. Does that... So you're essentially using, like you keep talking about kinetic energy, you're essentially finding a place that there's some sort of abnormality in the tissue, assuming bone right now. And by you placing your hand on it, because we're energetic beings, it somehow normalizes the energy of whatever was going on in your skull. Mm -hmm. And that's going to affect tissues like all the way down the line. Is this, am I getting there? Yes. Getting there? Okay. We're getting there. Okay. This is so hard. It took us a long time to learn. Yeah. And for us to be able to explain it, even, it took us a lot of time to figure out how to explain it because it's a completely different understanding. And we're explaining it by being able to demonstrate it on people, right? Mm. When you're talking, <laughs> you can't really demonstrate <laughs> what you're what you're feeling, what you're doing. So what a treatment, what an assessment and treatment would look like is somebody comes in and you do your assessment as if it's a normal assessment, right? You're doing all your testing, you're doing a range of motion, all of that stuff. So that's that's the same as what, you know, as a kinesiologist, as a massage therapist, physio, they're all that that looks the same, right? What the difference is excuse me, is, is that we're also noting um, that your right knee might be a little bit bigger than your left knee. Well, how are we testing that? We're actually using calipers to, to do that, right? So does in kinesiology, would you go to that depth of assessment? Possibly. Sometimes? Yeah, possibly, okay. yeah. Um, so we're noting, we're noting all of that stuff. Then it changes. That At that point, everything's the same as what it is in, in many, many different um uh, fields across the board. Then we get the patient lying on um, or client lying on supine. And we take, we're using magnets right now. Um, the technology has changed and we use this technology. We were using um, uh, pulsing electric magnetic fields. Now we're using magnets that are um, conformed in a specific pattern to allow us to just be able to detect these minute changes in electrical energy in the body. So we're using that in one hand. We're testing the amount of background tension in your body, right? And so like I was saying, we use the rib cage oftentimes. Um, so you're you're testing that. So when you go to the background amount of tension, you're going to the barrier, right? Then as we place our hands in 34 different areas across the body, we're testing compared to that barrier is that going to elicit a relaxing response? It, the, is the body going to relax? If that area elicits a response in the barrier being decreased, so you're you're relaxing, then we know something's up there. Does that? Are you following? I'm following the assessment and now I'm, a little I'm bit. Starting to feel like okay. So, for example, I do reflexology, and I know a lot of people give me the same looks that I'm giving you, and you know, I'm talking about reflexology, so I understand that. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that, um, like reflexology, you guys have a very specific type of pattern that or a way that you work through the body. It's not necessarily dependent on each patient. Like there is sort of a. I mean, yes, treatments are going to be different depending on patients, but there's sort of like a system, I guess, or, a, you know, a protocol that you go through to figure out, is this person's body, I'm putting in air quotes, normal? Mm-hmm. And if not, where is it not normal? Right. So yeah. then what that what that system allows us to do is then create a very individualized picture of what's going on with that person, mm-hmm. right? So you might have, you know, your right femur showing up and your left humerus and your right uh, occipital um, 
protuberance and your left temporal bone, right? Whereas somebody else is going to have completely different areas. So, okay, let's take this hypothetical example that you just gave of me. Yes. Let's say that's what shows up. Yeah. What are you going to do for me then? Do you okay. then go to each of those bones and work on them? Yes. Eventually. Yep. In a in a hierarchy system. So again, it's a system, right? So we have prioritized um, things that have to happen first. So if there's anything showing up in the uh, long bones, so especially tibia and fibula, or sorry, tibia and fibula and, and femur and then humerus, then we have to clear those areas first. We have to get rid of that. Um, How do you clear them? With with hands-on, yep, treatment, with hands-on um, containment pressure of that particular bone. So similar to what Elsie was doing exactly to Mark's wrist. Okay, yep. so it's like really just holding something in. And do you feel Following the barrier. Yeah. Yep. So you're following the barrier in that in that whatever area that you're treating. So if I'm working on the femur, my hand is here and here, and I'm I've got a compression. the The containment pressure is in a very specific, so it's going uh, super superior, and <laughs> my brain's Don't ask so me fried. <laughs> So it's it's going in just the right pressure. Yeah, in the right pressure in the right direction. And then we're feeling that barrier change. We're feeling the um deflate. Yeah, it's it's relaxing. Like the whole body, all of a sudden, sometimes you you notice somebody's breathing pattern might even relax even more, right? Like it just feels like it's butter is melting kind of thing. And then you know that it's it's complete, it's done. Um so then we would clear that area. And treat that one area, that one particular bony, um, yeah, bone that we're working on. And then we can go to the next one, depending on the hierarchy, depending on what's showing up on the person. How long did it take, either of you can answer this, how long did it take you to be able to have the skills, the palpation skills, I, I guess, to feel a change? Pretty quick. How did you know what you were feeling? Or is this like a massage student asking me, like, how do I know what <laughs> muscle tension feels like? How do I know when there's fascial restrictions? Like, what, you just know? He teaches it. He teaches. I think, actually, I say pretty quick, but I think that's one of the things that took me the longest. Having the confidence. confident about it. In, in what we're feeling. We were feeling yeah, something. We, were feeling we just it. weren't sure what we were feeling. Exactly. And just, again, because I know there's, you know, we've got all different types of listeners and there's going to be people who are like, yeah, this is nonsense. Just like anything else. Mm -hmm. As I said, I'm I'm used to the crazy looks. People think I'm nuts. It's fine. Um, how do you respond when people say, like Mark said, well, could that just be neuromodulation or somebody might say to you placebo or are there other factors like you know are you in a dark relaxing room mm -hmm. and some you know playing relaxing music is it just that the person's body is becoming used to your touch and relaxing because of your touch how do we know it's the changes happening at this cellular level say for example um this is the purpose of our assessment is to give demonstrative change right so for example um Let's say I find a very significant injury um, in the right hip. Okay, can I pause? I know you're yeah, doing an example, sure. but that's the perfect example of where you can help me understand. Yeah. How do you know if you found a significant injury? Like how you said with his wrist, how do you know that his wrist has an injury? Your body gets softer. Your body responds to wanting to be better. So when you 
place your hands or do the com- is compression containment, containment, containment yeah. pressure. pressure. When you do that on a person somewhere and you notice a change, that is what is telling you, okay, so there was obviously an issue here for there to be a response. You can do muscle testing to confirm that, um, right? You can do... Uh, so yes, we're our our palpation skills are definitely um, honed in and and specific to uh, to detect it. But we can also confirm any of that by using muscle testing to to confirm that yes, this is in fact making a difference. Or range of motion testing yeah. as well is huge. So for example, if I'm just assessing that hip moves up ninety degrees, I put a magnet by an injury in the hip suddenly within milliseconds you're going to find that that range of motion can suddenly extend 120 degrees it can be i mean flex like that more. that much yeah <laughs> yeah i got you because you were doing the flexion <laughs> motion you. that i didn't even notice you said extend it's like yeah yeah flex that's what you, that's what you said no that's what you did it's not what you said <laughs> that's it so the brain is let's imagine it, it's the spring the wellspring of water your electricity starts here and it flows through your body. So as it's flowing through, it's creating lakes, creeks, rivers, and eventually the legs. We use an example, they're the lakes. If there is any kind of landslide in any of these rivers, creeks, springs, whatever, it's create, pardon me? A dam. A dam. Hey, that's a good one. Your, your electricity is not flowing the way it should. It affects your tissue in every mm. in every way. That's also what she was taught. What Julia was talking about, um, long bones. We have to prepare your lakes for all this water that's coming through. So that's th- that's why they're priority. That's why there's a hierarchy. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, I, I understand all yeah, of yeah. the concepts. Mm-hmm. Everything you guys are saying 100% makes sense. It is just hard, I guess, as Julie said, because you guys are just using Verbalizing. words to explain this to me. And... Maybe you'd make a believer out of me because I'm very open-minded. I I don't I don't necessarily think that you know research is king, but I definitely wanted to know like is there is there evidence that you are making yes. these these small changes? changes. People yeah. are not going for surgeries anymore. Children like that concussion I told you about, or that not the concussion, sorry, the change in shape of his head. He can move his right side now. It's not cerebral palsy. All kinds of these terrible diagnoses we don't ever want to hear are changing. This is not just some minor little things. This sounds really, really incredible. And I like I'll be honest, I'm still slightly skeptical, but I also know that uh, the body is a pretty impressive yeah. being. <laughs> it wants to heal itself, and right? It, it, I'm with you there. I get it. Can I actually show you? I know it's a little bit hard to talk about what you're going to see here. Um, I'm not going to mention her name, but I was talking with a, I was treating another massage therapist. And she says she came into my office with her mind open, not really knowing what to expect. And I kind of, I was talking about all this and she's like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm, yep whatever. I thought, okay, well, we'll see what happens. The next day she writes back. (laughs) I have to tell you that I went into my appointment yesterday with an open mind and found myself blown away by the outcomes. Now I almost feel an obligation to do the work. And then she says, I like the concept of treating clients and resolving issues. I think it would enable me as a therapist to treat more people in the long run than having my schedule booked solid by the same people all the time. I like that it is gentle and effective and I can see me being able to practice it as even as I age. The idea is we're trying to get rid of your history so you're not always having to treat the same things all the time. So imagine every injury is a step up the stairs and your the banister is pain threshold. So every injury you get, you're stepping up the stairs and that your pain threshold goes up with you. Once you meet us at the top of the stairs, 
We're helping you walk back down these stairs, getting rid of your history for the most part. We're still human beings. We're not always going to be completely youth again. <laughs> well, yes, we still have our daily lives and we still do things that are traumatic to our body, which is yeah. why, I mean, I'm, I understand we have a lot of practitioners who come in here who use different modalities and do different things and have different ideas surrounding assessment and treatment mainly for this reason. You know, I don't want to continuously have the same people coming back with the same problems. I want to have some sort of real change. Um, and I get it. I think there's always going to be some sort of need for maintenance because you keep living. So unless when I complete my treatment with you, you go home and you stay in a bubble. At some point, I will likely see you again. But it's not the old stuff. But it's not the old stuff. So I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think that at some point... We're just going to have to get treatment to totally so understand too. this. Cause I think so, too. You look more lost than when we walked in here. No, I, I'm not lost. I still don't know what happens, but I'm not lost. I think I've heard... I mean, is this like dermo-neuromodulation, but we're calling it something different, maybe? Is the backstory that you're telling somewhat different but the process to get there is the same maybe like to see where i'm just kind of all over the map yeah it's hard to see differences i i understand it's hard to see the difference because again it sounds like you're just putting your hands on somewhere which is then, fine and hey, i understand how, i understand how that would have an effect on the body because it affects the nervous system <laughs> but then but but what's being suggested is it's not just nervous system right. it's something else mm -hmm. and this is where i'm like i t tell me more but without stairs and banisters and stuff like i i, I can't i don't Sorry, now, no 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 it's okay it's just me i don't function with yeah. analogies like that i just need to i need to just explain you know what i mean does that make sense i know this sounds really really strange and i'm trying i'm probably coming off really harsh and i don't mean to be at all <laughs> not at all i just i just i want to know no it's not harsh at all okay cool it's good to get into the nitty-gritty because like we keep saying, it is a whole different understanding. It, it's now, completely now, a whole different understanding. Now, like, if we're also saying like, these are the things we're doing in the system that we're doing and it's having effects and I can't exactly explain why, but they're positive effects and I'm going to keep doing them because it's having a positive effect. I can buy into that. Yeah. But we well, can't explain why. why that it's doing that, right? We're, we're normalizing um, bony tissues. We're changing the shape and size of them. And creating an an easier um, function. Maybe this body. is the part that I don't get. Yes, because it's hard to wrap your head around the idea that again, what I watched you do to Mark is doing what Julie is suggesting it's doing. I'm not saying it's because not it's so gentle, but it, it looks to me makes zero sense. You know, when you think about bones and bone density, That's I cannot imagine that. This is doing a damn thing, by the way, for anyone who can't see, I'm just holding my wrist. <laughs> and the majority of the structure you're touching is not even bone. Right. Like I, so it's, this it's, is, this it's hard for I don't, me to figure it out. Exactly. That's what okay. I, don't, I think so, that's the part I don't understand is how are we remodeling bone here? Exactly. So um, this is the one thing that has to change. Bone is not stone. It has a matrix. It has a structure. And like what you were talking about before, it is capable, the deeper, denser structures. It even, if you were to look at bone, you know, the, the matrix even looks like fascia, but it's just a whole lot thicker. It has springs inside of it. It's capable of oscillating. Sponge. Sponge. Yeah, I totally understand so that. It, it is, but again, how does this? An elastic. You stretch out an elastic, but it has its same, it's 
structure. It knows where it wants to be. So all you have to do is give it what it wants, release it. It'll come back to its normal shape. That's how bone behaves. If it didn't expand and contract on its own, we'd be breaking bones all the time, time, right? Yep. Right. If it expands enough, it will finally break. And the new bone that grows there is actually, like they say, stronger than the original bone because now you have a whole new bony matrix that hasn't received that kind of impact before. So the gentle pressure versus like going in and and like doing crazy deep muscle stripping or whatever, right? That difference, how does it make a difference? Because as a massage therapist, I was a very deep tissue massage therapist. But right? I don't even think you're talking about in comparison to a deeper pressure, or, or are you? No, I'm not. Exactly. I, even with a deeper pressure, there's like, do I think that when I stick my, if I, do I think that if I stick my elbow onto someone's scapula, I'm changing the shape of their bone? I don't. So that's why you I'm won't. saying, you know, how I want to understand, is it just energy we're talking about here? Are we? Is that what we're talking about? Can it be classified more as energy type work? It is an energy type work. Because you're working with electricity, you're working with the properties of water, you're working with the properties of everything else. I think that's what we have to accept is it's an energy type work. It's okay. not that what they're doing in their treatments that is actually... It's not a, a cause and I guess it is a cause and effect, but yeah, because because we need that containment pressure too much. It won't too, respond. Yeah, too much. And it's not going to respond too little and it's not going to respond because if you if you use too much pressure, then you can actually force it the opposite direction. And if you're not using enough, then you're not going to make any change anyways. Right. So it's the right amount of containment pressure, manual pressure required. That's not energy right? That's actual pressure. And you need that as well as the um, piezoelectricity running through the body in the right amount in order to affect these changes. The brain wants to have our bodies back into its normal normal high-functioning capabilities. And that combination of the piezoelectricity that we're using and the pressure that we're eliciting is triggering the brain to be able to then respond by saying, oh, oh, I need to, I need to change this. This isn't normal now. So it's, it's almost like it's triggering the brain to heal itself. And not even just the brain. It's like, no, to trigger the body. Everything the body is being triggered. (laughs) No, 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 I'm actually, now now I start to see it. I'm starting to see your face. I'm following. I'm definitely following. I under, uh, as I, I sound like a broken record. The concepts make sense to me. Like the all the theoretical stuff makes sense to me. It's it's still there's still a little bit of skepticism. However, mm-hmm. I would be I would be open to trying like a treatment. I mean, I can't imagine it can do any harm, but there's still a little bit of skepticism because it is something that I think we have to like just believe or imagine unless you actually see it. It's not yeah. something that you can give like Mark was saying before, he was looking for okay, tell me what you do and how it works. I don't think that it's possible to do that with what you guys do. I don't think it's possible for you to say this is what I'm doing. I'm applying this stretch and this is what's like that's you can't just give us this is what I'm doing and this is why it right. works. And so it's going to be really difficult for some people to wrap their heads around, impossible for others. And there's going to be a whole group of people who've already stopped listening to us. But that's okay, right? You know. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the best thing is, you know, find a practitioner and try it. Yeah. Usually those who have this idea, they really want to see their clients get better. 
They don't want to have them come back with the same stuff all the time. Those are getting that, measurable results. You're getting measurable results. Yeah. Again, there's going to be people who say, I'm, I've, I've said many, many times on the podcast that I do not discard anecdotal evidence. I do not discard subjective information, which I don't. But there's always the people that come back and say, prove it, show me the research, what evidence is there? How can like come and try it? And <laughs> and so I mean, it's, it's okay, I guess, for us yeah. to say, we can't necessarily explain exactly yeah. how this is working or what's like, I don't think we're 100%. Or maybe we are. But I don't know. I haven't quite figured that out. That's, I guess, the purpose of the classes too, right? When you start mm -hmm. going through the training, there's just a lot of, you get it in here, but to get it out here is, mm -hmm. get it out your mouth, it's a little bit harder. What, what's the name of the doctor that created Dr. this? Dr. George thing? Roth. Dr. George Roth. Now, how long has he been practicing this? Over how long has this years. been Over in existence? Over 40 years now. 40 years already? Over 40 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm older now. <laughs> And he's a doctor of what? Doctor chiropractor. Of what? He's a chiropractor. Chiropractic, naturopath, osteopath. Visceral manipulation, acupuncture. So he's got a whole bunch of letters behind his name. And then did he create this himself? Did he do this research himself? Yes. Okay. With, with other people helping us. And actually, that's what we really enjoy about this whole thing, this community. Everybody is building this together. You have chiropractors. We now have an MD. There's veterinarians join occasionally. Um, naturopaths, physios, naturopaths, massage uh, therapists, yes, osteopath. It's a community of therapists who are finding a foundation in the human body that you can find the same results from one person to the next. Fascinating. I know. <laughs> Still not going to pretend I totally understand it, but I'm fascinated. That's fine. That's fine. You got anything to say over there? I don't know. <laughs> You know what, though? it's It's got to be tough trying to explain this to people. I mean, it doesn't help that you're sitting in a room, as I said, with two people who have studied anatomy and physiology in a very scientific way for mm -hmm. way too long. Yeah, but I'm open to a whole bunch of shit. I mean, it's a human body. Right? We're never really going to learn it, I right? No, I totally agree with you. I I think I was just hoping for maybe you something a little bit more makes sense to. Yeah, I was hoping for something. It doesn't have to be scientific. I'm I nothing. I mean, fuck. I feel better when I when I pray to Jesus. Like there's no scientific <laughs> thing about that, right? I, I'm just joking about that. But or, <laughs> it's okay, funny fine. That you when I go to that. confession, <laughs> whatever the case is. So I mean, I I don't necessarily have to follow science. I was just hoping to have something a little bit more concrete that I can digest and say, okay, I think I have a better understanding. If the, if that makes sense. I think it's hard to get in an hour session. I think that we have to look at it. And I mean, I'm not saying it's the same. But I think we have to look at it like cranial sacral therapy, like the same type of idea where, you know, I've had cranial sacral done a couple of times. And she tells me that when she puts her hand on this spot on my sacrum, that she's moving fluid in places. And I'm like, okay, I believe you. I mean, it it has worked for me. I feel better after. No fucking idea how she does that. She's just putting her hands in different and places see, exa on me. Exactly that. At the same time with Matrix, we can put our hands on you. We can show you that it's affecting this range of motion that was decreased. It's affecting this. Like when you're actually doing a treatment, you can show them, the, the client how much it's making a difference at that very moment. And, and then they see the difference as it, as it continues to go on that they don't have that same issue come back. Well, it was like when we had um, 
the education night and we had someone in here that does NKT and she used me as a demo body and she did something to one part of my body. Then she was like, okay, now flex this. Oh, look, your strength increased in that. Like, I, I understand that. Do I have any idea what she did? Did it make sense to me why I suddenly got stronger? No, it didn't. Or did you? Were you just more aware of the movement that you yeah, had to do Yeah, I was like, I already time? did this. So now I'm going to do it better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. I can't help but be skeptical in those type of situations because I do, I do start going to things like neuromodulation and placebos and uh, all the other factors, as I said, which is fine. Like I have no problem with that. But if that's if that's kind of the underlying theme here, then let's let that be the underlying theme. But I don't think that Doctor Roth Roth. Yes. Why do I keep forgetting the man's name? I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I only learned about you today. I assume that his research and what he's teaching his students is not anything to do with that. I assume that his way of thinking and now their way of thinking Mm -hmm. is something completely different. And I think you would have to be immersed in this community, as you say, to like totally understand it. I just made you sound like a cult and I'm sorry. (laughs) That was actually going to be my next question. How much praise praise does Dr. Roth get? That was the next question. (laughs) Do you know what? I love, like I was mentioned before, I love to see how this community is working together to create. Like even he himself, he's just like, this is... This is all about the group coming up with this. Yeah, he they're disciples. It. Yeah. Was that? I said, yeah, disciples. That's how it goes. <laughs> right? Because I've also heard of people that take courses for for fascial for myofascial release right. referred to as a cult. As a, yeah. as very cult like. Yeah, oh, but uh, yeah, not and not that it's a bad thing. Like, what the fuck do I know? I got a podcast. I know fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I was. I keep wanting to say this. The primary source of injury gets absorbed into the bony structure and fluid-filled organs. Everything else responds to that. Yeah, that. That's where I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah, I'm with Mark. Where the only place I get lost is how what you guys do manually, how your therapy is creating these massive changes because as you said they're not teeny tiny they're teeny tiny when i was saying teeny tiny before it's because yes it's not necessarily visible or like right away or maybe it is but you're making massive changes and with doing what looks to be like what i do to my two-year-old when she's not listening in the store come with me like yep, it, exactly. it doesn't look like anything so that's what's fascinating to me that you're managing to create crazy crazy outcomes using no more than like i said what i would use to hold my kid's hand i guess it's a difference between knowing that the um the body needs to be invited to change. We went f- it full never circle. Wants to be forced. I feel like you started with that. Yeah, I did. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Well, that's matrix repatterning, people. I think. <laughs> Do you think Doctor Roth would explain it differently yes, than you guys? Probably. Or? Yeah, absolutely. He's got. No, I was just wondering if, if like, He'll if use... this is, if this is the explanation. I think even if we had him here, and again, I don't know. It's not like I've ever heard him speak, considering I've heard about him since today. Um, I think that it might sound somewhat similar, maybe a little more refined because he's probably made this speech seven million times. 40 years of it, yeah. Right. But I think the two of them have been practicing this for a long time. One, 10 years, one, seven years. Mm -hmm. This is not new to them. Mm -hmm. So I think it is just more of a concept that parts of it, you have to just be willing to accept. And like any type of therapy, if your patients believe it and they accept it, 
it will be a good therapy. Oh, for, for sure. Them. I don't yeah, even then know that's if great the word for them. Accepting is, but experience it to actually right. to actually yeah, experience, experience it and different. feel the difference and and see the changes in your own body and in other people's bodies. And that when you see the difference, it it doesn't it makes sense with explaining it as we're doing the treatment. So are we saying then this is like works 100% of the time? So like, for example, I'm okay with acupuncture. I'm okay with do people doing acupuncture. I've had acupuncture many, many times. It doesn't do much for me, whether I'm accepting of it or not. And I maybe chalked it up mm-hmm. to I'm not accepting of it, or maybe I am. I don't know. I went, I must've been accepting of it and it just didn't do much for me. Or for example, people say reflexology does jack for them. Reflexology is the only thing that brings me any relief for my seasonal allergies and my really fucking bad sinuses, right? So so I don't know where the hell I was Good going. Thing he lives yes. With me. So, <laughs> so are we saying then like this is a hundred percent thing that works for everybody? If it's, yes. if, if if I don't even need to kind of be that open to accepting it, it'll just yes. work. Yep. Because it's how your body responds. It's how the human body responds. It's the same. It's not like a massage therapy where we say you can jump from one practitioner to the next to find the one that works for you the best. This person makes you feel good. That person makes you feel like crap. This is not looking at us. This is looking at how does the body behave. So if you went to see Elsie or you went to see me, mm-hmm. you would get the same results because it's it, because of the the way that we're taught in how to apply the pressure and how to in how to do the treatments, but how to listen to the person's body mm-hmm. to know where to start treating and what to treat and and where to go next and it's not there's no question in what we're doing it's we're following where the body is taking us in See, each di- that individual just, person that just like confused the fuck out of me again because <laughs> sorry <laughs> well i mean i assume there's some people okay let me parallel it with palpation i know there's some therapists who i i believe have very refined palpation skills and probably need to do a lot less to get better results. How are you guys so sure that you can all figure out what's happening in the body the same way? Like, I I know you're all taught the same thing, but aren't there naturally going to be some people who just can do it more efficiently, more effectively? Well, yeah, there there is some sense of experience. Like how I started off isn't the same as what I'm experiencing now. Like the confidence level in ourselves. But our, the way we were tested during this course, one therapist will be assessing, the other one's out of the room. So they have their assessment. The next person, the next therapist comes in and does their assessment and then they compare notes to see what they found is similar or dissimilar and figure out well, why did it show up for you, but it didn't show up for me? So there are some things like that. But what he was saying even yesterday is that the way he's teaching the course and and fine-tuning the way that he's teaching. When I took the course, there might have been a 60% difference in what we would find. And now they're finding that there's like a, there's a 90 90% agreeance in what the person is finding in that person. Yeah. But the big the big patterns are all being noticed 100% of the time by each therapist that does it, no matter who's doing it. The big patterns are there. It's the little ones that maybe the newer people that aren't as experienced are missing some of those. But the big patterns are 
are being found by everybody. This is wild. (laughs) I know. I agree. (laughs) Well, I'm like I said, I'm really happy you guys came in to talk about this because I hear the term matrix repatterning. I've worked, as I mentioned to you off mic, I worked with a therapist who did matrix repatterning. She couldn't quite make me understand. I think I just eventually just smiled and nodded and backed out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds cool. What? And that's that's our advertising word of mouth. People will just say, I have no idea what they're doing, but it makes a difference. Go. That's how it always is for the most part. <laughs> People must think you guys are magic. Well, that's one that word. <laughs> Warlocks. Voodoo. <laughs> Can anyone learn this? Yep. Can anyone no. learn it? Yeah. If you have a regulating body, yes. Meaning he will teach it to anybody who is already uh, has a foundation of medical mm-hmm. knowledge mm-hmm. so that he's not having to teach the anatomy and the, right, the physiology right. and that sort of thing. So anybody who... And there's accountability. Yeah, who is a um, massage therapist, chiro, physio, um, osteopath, that sort of thing. So they've got a... a a foundation. Mm-hmm. But could I teach it to my sister? Yes, I could teach her to like first to, aid. Yeah, do like first aid stuff that she could easily apply. So, for example, my son, ha, little wiggle worm. I was opening the van door at the same time he was running towards the door. Boosh, smacked him in his head. He flew back, huge cut on his forehead. And of course, he's just freaking out. I just right there, I just put my hands around his head perpendicular to the hip because it always explodes perpendicular. Mm -hmm. And he just, it just calmed down within one minute. Done. Pain was gone. I just quickly cleaned up the wound a little bit. And even... When I was at church the one Sunday, he was running around, slipped, fell, smacked his head on the tile. Huge goose egg by the time they found me. If I would have been there sooner, it wouldn't have gotten that big. But as they were taking the report down, I put my hands on his head and they watch him. It just shrinks. It just disappears. Tiny little bruise. That's it. <laughs> Voodoo. <laughs> no. You mean you, you won't be able to do that? Of course I can. I can learn this. <laughs> no, I just want to know what you meant by voodoo. I just mean that it's weird. It's I don't I don't not believe you. I do believe you. And I I do want to learn more and I think I will get a treatment. It's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Let's go get treatment. Let's do it. Do you have tables here? We don't have any kids tonight. <laughs> wait, wait. I think we're done. <laughs> no, no. You guys need some rest. And I don't even think you've had All I got are fucking <laughs> massage tables out there. Well, this is, this is so cool. And actually, it's made me want to read more and learn more because as Mark said, there's still a little piece missing. I don't expect you guys to try to fill in that gap. I think you've, I think you've given us a lot of information. <laughs> And okay, I mean, it's up to you guys if you're open to it. If there's anybody listening who has a question for you, are you guys open to them reaching out to you? Oh, gladly. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to let somebody know how they can get in contact with you if they want more info? Yeah, sure. I have my own website, www, of course, lcdyke.com. So that's D-Y-C-K. Even if you just put Elsie Dyke, you're going to find me. I'm mm-hmm. the only one around here. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. My contact info is there. Email, phone number. Thank you guys so much for coming. Do you want to give your info too? Sure. It's Perry Sound Massage Therapy Clinic. So perrysoundmassagetherapy.com. Awesome. You can find right me. on. Thanks for coming in. This is good. You guys can go to Matrix for forpractitioners.com. There's a lot of articles. There's videos. Or even matrixrepatterning.com. You'll find articles and research there. I want to learn more. 
I'm always down for learning more. Anything that fucking helps somebody. Exactly. Yes. Like exactly. I'm, I'm a, I know it seems like I'm, and it may come across. I'm really not. Like I'm sorry. I'm just, I've given him this complex. I've told him before that I said sometimes when you're asking people questions, it seems like you're berating them. Be nicer. But it, you did not come across that no, way. Okay. At all. Oh no. no. Okay. Good. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like open to anything as long as something works. I don't fucking care. Whatever works for you works for you. I just wanted to know more about it because, like I said, I've seen it before. I've seen the presenters at conferences i've never had the opportunity to sit in and listen and watch demos or anything else and so i'm open to anything really you can't convince really anybody until they do you find you guys have to do a lot of convincing no. Not to patients, because patients are coming to you because they want to get better, and they don't give a fuck what whatever makes them better. It's people like us. <laughs> not, no, not even people like us. But do you feel like, I mean, there's people that are not like us. They're just way yeah, hardcore. We're, nice. we're, we're not hardcore, because we're, we're actually super open-minded about a lot of things, and not everything needs to be, you know, double-blind studies and everything else. Like, that stuff matters not nearly as much to us as other people. Do you guys find that you have to defend this a lot to other people? I would say that the majority that I get is I just even don't know what it is, right? Exactly what you guys were saying. I don't yep. know what it is. And so I have to explain it yep. more than defend it. Gotcha. I, I do feel like I have to defend it, yet I've come to the realization that that'll be up to them. Mm. I can explain what I can explain and then that's it. So the defense has gone down a lot because it's more love. You get this appreciation for the human body when I love you so much. I know you can come out of this concussion within five treatments. Will you allow me to help you? Will you try this? It's 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 about, yeah, you can see that it's going to make a difference for people. Mm. I'd get therapy from Elsie just to listen to her voice while I'm laying on the table. It is like the most soothing voice in the world. <laughs> this is going to be weird to hear myself. Yeah, you're going to love it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wrap it up, sir. Well, thanks for coming in. This is this has been good. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace. <laughs>